Listen, listen, listen. Who told you that? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Who Told You That? I appreciate y'all for coming in every week and just rocking with me. Appreciate all the comments as well. Because my goal is to just encourage you. In today's episode, you're going to be super encouraged. No matter what field you're in, if you're in music, if you're in art, if you are just an entrepreneur, if you are working a nine to five, it don't matter. You're going to be encouraged today. Because listen, rejection is part of the game. And we have Carrie Kimmel today who's going to share her journey of being a singer, songwriter, mother, getting dropped from record labels to having over... 1,500 songs and TV shows and 35 theme songs to run in our own licensing agency. You will not want to miss this. So tune in. We're going to get into it right after today's sponsor. Today's message is brought to you by musicandlifemindset.com. Are you a singer, songwriter, or an artist who wants to learn how to produce their own songs? Or maybe you're a producer who wants to build more modern tracks, build up your catalog, get more clients, and maybe even get the right mindset about production. You want to learn a faster workflow? You want to learn from industry experts who are killing the game and finding success and getting their songs in TV, film, and ads? You want to hang with an amazing community of people who have fun every single week? Do you want to have one of the dopest, most disrespectful producers in the universe walking alongside of you? Then you need to head on over to musicandlifemindset.com, hit that subscribe button right now, and find out more about Music and Life Mindset Academy. Make 2022 your year to be the producer of all time. What you waiting for? Do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have here a very special guest. We have Carrie Kimmel, who is the owner of Glow Music. She's also a singer, songwriter. She's a mother of two. Uh, and she's just a dope human being. Oh, I, I, vibe, I vibe really well with you. I, I remember when we first when we first spoke, I was like, oh, she's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> of course. No, I appreciate you being here. I'm excited to get some of your story and yeah, and just hear your journey. And yeah, how you can encourage my audience, which I know you will. Oh, well, yeah, I hope to. Glad to be here. And also shout out to you because you recently got me that placement all American, which was beautiful. Oh yes, awesome! I have to watch it. I haven't. Uh, I'm very. Not, I'm not caught up on my uh, my watching of glow placements at all. So I need to do that. <laughs> Why? Do you really watch all of them? Because that's a lot to. No, I don't watch all of them. I watch. I watch some. I watch some of them, but uh, yeah. I, you know, I try. At least I'm, uh, I don't watch a lot of TV in general, so it's sort of, you know, but, um, a lot of times, uh, my assistant will find the clip and she'll send me the clip. So that, that's good. That helps. That's cool. Well, after <laughs> that, well, I can see you the clip cause I have the clip. I'll send it to you. Yes, do please. It was a special moment. It's a special moment for me. Yay. I'm so glad. <laughs> well, I want to hear more about your journey. So how'd you get into you know, singer, songwriting, then starting Glow. Like, how'd you get into all of this? Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, it goes way, way, way back. I've basically always done music from day one. That's all I ever wanted to do. That's all I've ever really known how to do. <laughs> and, um, you know, basically out of high school, I, I got a record deal and then I got a publishing deal and then I lost my record deal and then I had another publishing deal. <laughs> so, or I'm sorry, another record deal. Um, my first record deal was with Atlantic records in New York. And then, um, I had another, I had a publishing deal with Chrysalis and then I, um, basically left 
my first record deal. And uh, luckily I got another record deal with Virgin and um, it was honestly just such a great experience. I don't look back on that at all with any kind of negative thoughts. It really was such a great learning experience just in general, just I experienced things that I would have never gone through had I not had those, those deals. Um, however, I had the classic story of, you know, the uh, president gets fired and then they clean house. And in, in this case, the president was also producing my album. So when oh, he, wow. yeah, when he was fired, um, the new president came in, I was actually the last thing to get dropped. And, um, it was mainly, they had said, because the former president just had spent so much money and they wanted to re-record everything. And they just felt like at that point, it was sort of like a liability. So they let me go. And at that point, I just decided to kind of cut ties with every everything. I thankfully got out of my publishing deal, which was a little tricky to get out of. Um, but they let me out. Um, my manager and I, we went our separate ways, even though I still adore him to this day. He's wonderful. Um, and even my old publisher, I love him too. So we're everybody's on really good terms. It just, I wanted to kind of be on my own, do my own thing. Um, and you know, I started recording and writing and, um, owning all my own masters and publishing at that point. And, um, one license led to another, to another. And then at some point I realized I had like over a thousand licenses and that, um, most of them were, um, you know, direct to the music supervisors themselves. Although I did have a couple of, um, licensing, you know, licensing deals with different companies early on because, you know, I didn't have all those relationships just off the bat. And so it took a lot of time to, to form those and to meet people. And, um, and so, yeah, it it was, it was really wonderful to be able to kind of take everything into my own hands and really be responsible for my successes or my failures without somebody else saying, this is what we you know, want you to do. And this is how you're going to do it. I got to kind of do whatever I wanted and, you know, for yeah. win or lose or, <laughs> no, that's um, and yeah. And, and it was a journey, you know, obviously it's been, it's been, it's been a long, really exciting journey. And I've been able to sing and create and produce and, you know, um, start the licensing company and rep amazing bands and artists such as yourself. And, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's been really exciting. That is a very exciting journey. And like, I'm interested, like, how did you feel stepping away from the record labels and then deciding to go on your own? Was like, was there, you know, fear? I know there's always fear, but like, what were your emotions during that time? I think I went through quite a few emotions. Um, I definitely had fear. Absolutely. I felt a bit of, I felt a bit like a failure. I also, you know, for a few months it went through my mind. Maybe I shouldn't even be doing music. Maybe I should go into, I I loved interior design. You know, I thought, well, maybe that's something that I should, you know, go into. And, um, you know, it was just, sorry, I have, I have a six-year-old looking at me through my door because I'm pretty sure her and her brother got into a fight. Um, give me a second. So that's the fun that's time that's, of that's having scary. the studio in the house. I have a um, five-year-old looking at me from the stairs right now. He's looking no, at me. Looking at we should get them on a chat and they can hang out. 
Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, I, I was absolutely, I was definitely scared. Um, and then I also was empowered too. you know, there, there was, there was a point where I realized, well, I can't really lose anything else. You know, I basically lost my record deal. And yes, while I left my management deal, there was nothing left for my manager to manage. So that was kind of felt like I had been losing that too, you know? Um, and yes, I walked away from my publishing deal, but that's also because my publishing deal was based on album deliveries, which I now didn't have any albums that were going to be delivered at least on a, you know, on a, um, kind of wide scale, uh, you know, not independent on a major label basically. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it was scary and it was empowering and it was sort of also just, I, I, at some point I had to stop feeling sorry for myself and just say, you know what, I'm going to do what I know that I was meant to do and what I believe that I am good at. And it takes a lot of belief in yourself and sort of just kind of quieting all the voices around you that whether or not they're from actual real people or coming from yourself that say you're not good enough, or this is a really hard business. You should go into something that's a little bit more, you know, um, you know, people talk about having like a plan B, you know, you have your plan A, which is like your dream and your plan B which is like your fallback plan, you know, and I didn't have a fallback plan. <laughs> like this was it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, and I kind of just, took that chance and that risk and I went for it. And thankfully it did, it did pan out and it did go, you know, in my favor. <laughs> um, yes, it did. but there were times that were, you know, definitely a little, little scary for sure. Yeah. So did you get it? Like when you left the regular label, did you, did you get a job while you were working on, um, the music or you just went straight in just like, I'm gonna make this work. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I was definitely fortunate in some ways. So I, um, when I signed my record deal, I was given an advance. And then when they dropped me, they had to actually, it was in my contract that they had to pay me to drop me. (laughs) So I was okay for a while, you know? Um, so financially I didn't really need to get a job. I, um, had a little bit of cushion, a little bit of time to figure out what next, you know? Um, and I took that money and I put it into my music. Um, I really just, uh, at that point, um, decided that I was going to do this. I didn't really, you know, this was like 15 years ago. So, you know, 15 years ago, we were going and we were going into like a real studio with an engineer, with real players. You're like getting hourly studio time, you know, the Mm -hmm. things have changed so much and it's so much easier to make music now. Um, but back in the day, like we old schooled it, you know, and, uh, and I went in I recorded a, you know, like a five song EP and I wound up licensing all five songs multiple times. And then I kind of had that, like, you know, that feeling and that confidence of like, okay, maybe I'm doing something right. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> that, that aha moment. Yeah. So how did you get out of that slump? Cause that's a big hit when you drop from a label. And like you said, all these, like, it just kind of crumbled. Yeah. How did you get out of that slump? Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm still going to pursue this. I think I just, there's nothing else in life that I wanted to do. So there were no fallbacks for me. And I think that when you enter into something like music or arts, um, 
acting or anything that's creative, you have to have thick skin and you have to be able to handle rejection. And to this day, I, you know, people look at my career as far as even on just the creative side. I mean, aside from the licensing company, I've had 35 theme songs. I've had over a thousand placements. Now it's probably more like, you know, 1500 placements, but um, it, I, I'm a music director on a few different shows and series songwriter on a few shows. It looks like I'm like killing it. But the reality is I have not gotten more things than I have gotten by a long shot. Like by, you know, it, it's uh, in all of those rejections, especially when I thought the song was just like friggin' amazing and perfect. And then it doesn't go those rejections that that's sort of part of the game. That's just part of it. Nobody's going to get everything all the time. You know, um, you, I let myself now kind of get bummed for, I don't know, a few minutes. It used to be like, I'd give myself like a couple hours or a day, but now I'm like, all right, after like 10 minutes, I'm like, I'm cool. I got to move on. <laughs> I don't have time to be bummed anymore. I got to just keep moving, you know, cause there's going to be something right around the corner that I am going to get. And so I'm going to keep trying and putting everything I have into it. Thank you for sharing that because I feel like in the social media days, you know, a lot of people, they get a look into your life. And like you said, she's killing it or he's killing it, but they don't see what happens in between what happens with these rejections. What even happens with just even parenting? Yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah. see the struggles of, you know, running around. You're kind of losing your mind some. And yeah. then sometimes you're like, I don't have it all together. I'm not feeling this right now. They don't see that. And so a lot of people just think like, oh, they have this fantastic life. No, listen, some days are hard. Yes, some days are hard for sure. (laughs) So how do you balance everything you do, you know, with also motherhood and everything else? Well, it's definitely a daily kind of reevaluation and struggle on the balancing side. I, you know, my, my family is, my, my first love and my passion. And they're the reason that I even do what I do. You know, when I, when I want to give up, they're my reason to keep going on now. Um, and I think, you know, I, I also, I love to work. I love it. I love, um, I love pitching for briefs. I love writing. I love producing. I love all of it. I love singing. I love all of it. And so I have to kind of keep myself in check sometimes and just make myself stop. You know, that, Mm. that brief that can wait a minute, that song, you can wait to do those vocals tomorrow, you know? And sometimes because in this business, there's so much, so many deadlines, everything's about a deadline. Um, I mean, this coming Tuesday, I have four deadlines and that's not, that's aside from the briefs, the briefs, I probably have like 20, you know, but in terms of creative things. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, it's the weekend. I could literally work from morning till night every single day and not take any time, but I force myself to also break away. And, you know, if my son has a baseball game, make sure that I'm there and take my, you know, my daughter loves going out on mommy daughter dates and, um, she likes going for sushi. So I try to do that like once a week or once every other week with her, just a dinner with her, you know, and, and just making that time is just really important playing games with them at night, you know, that kind of thing. And our bedtime routine is very important that I always have to be there for that and be a part of that. That's great. I was just yelling at my kids. I, I'm not going to play Roblox right now, guys. I'm super tired. Stop asking, <laughs> Stop asking me Roblox. Right 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know all about that. <laughs> yeah, and so, and I, I do struggle with that too, because there's this, there's this line that a uh, NF rapper, he said, I could be working for 24 hours and still feel like I never did enough. I was like, that is me. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I struggle with that. I was like, I can yep. be working all day and then sit down and then still be like, I got to do something else. I got to finish this yeah. track. But like you said, I got to force myself. I can stop and like look at my kids like, all right, I, I could play with y'all for a little bit now. I got a, I got a little break. And then my yeah. son's like, well, shouldn't you be done for the <laughs> What do you mean? Break? Shouldn't <laughs> no you be break. Yeah, yeah, I know it. <laughs> yeah, so I love that. Like you do have to schedule time to stop. And you got to schedule time to start. And stopping yeah. is just as important. Like, yeah, you can lose yourself. True, very true. So what was what was one of your, I guess, biggest moments where you felt like you arrived or your your proudest placement? Um, I mean, there's probably been a few kind of highlights that stick out to me. Um, you know, the first thing that I ever did that of any significance whatsoever and people who are probably like, I don't know. Well, this, this was like in 2000, was it four or six? This is a while ago now. It was like the first thing I ever did. So, um, <laughs> it's, uh, I did the title track to, a a movie called Ella Enchanted with Anne Hathaway. And that was sort of like the first thing I did. And, you know, I was in a music video and it was on like radio Disney and I was, it was, I hosted the red carpet with Jesse McCartney and we did this little like mini kind of tour. (laughs) It was fun. And that was, um, that was fun. I can't, I, I wouldn't say that I felt like I made it at that point, but it was definitely a fun you know, one of the kind of this, the first highlight that, you know, I probably went, you know, um, my, you know, as an artist, uh, I did the walking dead trailer. I think it was like season three or four. I forgot now. Um, my song black was in the walking dead trailer and that was a really exciting moment for me. Cause you know, the trailer wound up having, it was like over 10 million views and, you know, for back of the day, that was a lot, you know, and I, mm-hmm. it was, it was definitely, a, and then, and then it kind of went on and lived on a bunch of other shows. That was one of my most placed songs probably. Um, and then uh, I did the theme for the Fosters and that was also a really special show to be involved in um, just because it's so much about inclusive, you know, be, being inclusive and love. And um, I just, I loved the message of that show and to, you know, to be involved in that was really cool. And then I'm trying to think of some others um, more recently doing the trailer for Cobra Kai. That was really fun. Um, I did the cover of Cruel Summer and that was, that was a really kind of, fun one. And then and there's kind of, because I have kids, you know, my daughter is six and she watches some of these shows. So I, uh, I, I work on a lot of kids shows. I did all the music for a show called spirit writing free, um, and Shira, and there's a nursery, like a preschool show called rhyme time town, which was really fun. Uh, and I'm working on kind of one of my most exciting projects. I can talk about it now because I had to be quiet about it for like a year and a half. Um, it's a Disney show coming out in June and it's called Eureka and it's a animated Disney show and it has a ton of music. And I, you know, 
did all the music, uh, the songs for the show and the theme song. And so that was super exciting. And so those are kind of like the, the things that stick out to me. Um, I've had a lot of placements that, that have been fun placements, you know, I had a song in World War Z and a song in South Pod, like, you know, things like that. Those were fun, but those weren't like any kind of game changers for me. Those were more like, oh, it's cool. I have a song in that movie. <laughs> you know? um, so I think those are probably the sort of highlights and, and it's, and it's exciting now because while I'm running glow and that takes a lot of my time and, and I do love it. And we have a really great team, um, behind me or with me alongside of me, however you want to look at it. Um, that really helps, you know, it run smoothly. Um, I'm, I'm also being called for a lot of projects that I am asked to do specifically. And so that is really nice because I feel like, you know, people are asking me specifically to do something for a trailer or for um, a video game or whatever it might be. Uh, so, you know, I get to do both, which is cool. That's beautiful. I love that. So what would you say to upcoming songwriters and musicians or even those who've been in the game for a long time? Like what would be some advice or encouragement you would give them? Oh goodness. Um, I mean, I think that obviously so much of it comes down to talent and determination and making sure, you know, we, I listen to songs all the time. Um, a lot of songs we were probably pitched over a hundred, I would say, gosh, a hundred, 200 songs a week at least. Um, and, and, you know, I, I hear a lot of music and what catches my ear is something that not only is done well, but something that's unique, interesting, something that, you know, there's, there's a lot of music out there, a lot, and a lot of it's very middle of the road. And I almost kind of love it when someone sends me something that's just absolutely horrible <laughs> or really amazingly unique, you know, I would rather hear that than hear the boring middle of the road. I'm doing another song like everybody's already done. And now I have like 600 of the same thing. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and something unique, it could be, it could be the vocal, it could be the production. It could be something really cool about the song itself, the songwriting. Um, and so I think obviously having that talent and finding your own voice and sometimes people dumb it down because they're afraid to be a little weird, a little out there, a little unique. Um, I say, go for it, you know? And, and if people ask me slash uh, my team for feedback, we're happy to give it. And we're obviously not the, the all end all by any means, but I think that we listen to so much music um, that, you know, I, I like to be honest with people and um, sometimes it's as simple as like the mix really sucks. Like fix the mix. <laughs> the song would be great, but the mix blows, you know, and maybe if it's something that simple, like great, you know, um, that's, that's, that's something workable, right? I wish, um, I wish you would say it just like that. Would, do you say it just like that? The mix sucks. Well, I'm a little bit more delicate, I think. <laughs> Artists are sensitive, you know? You got to be gentle. Get some thick skin <laughs> if you're sending songs to Carrie. No, you're always nice. That's <laughs> something I really appreciate you. Like when um, I do send you a track or somebody sends you a track, like even some of my students, they're like, she gives like really nice critiques and actually <laughs> like tells us like what she would do if she was producing the song. I was like, yeah, Carrie's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that is, uh, I love that you shared that because I think like this day and age, I don't know, there's so much comparison going on. And so people are afraid to be themselves. Mm-hmm. I know even when I was first starting out, I was even afraid to put like a certain synth in the track just because I thought like, well, that synth sounds too weird. It's not like how it is on the radio. I was like, why yeah. am I, why am I second guessing myself over a synth? Right. The mind games. The mind yeah. games are real. They're loud. Those voices are loud. They really are. They really yeah. are. <laughs> and another another um, thing that you hit on, like you said, being interesting, which I love because I I was listening to Dave Chappelle. Who's the, I forgot the other comedian he was talking to. Dave Chappelle brought a comedian on, um, and the comedian was like, "Man, I cannot open up for you." Like, you're Dave Chappelle. How can I open up for you? The crowd's going to already be expecting you. And then Dave Chappelle said, you think I brought you here because you are funny? He's like, I know millions of funny people. He's like, I brought you here because you're interesting. <laughs> I was, <laughs> thought that was so powerful. Yeah. You said that. And I, I don't know, that really stuck with me. And I was like, yeah, not be afraid to be ourselves. And, tr- and like you said, go for it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so um, last thing I want to ask you. What would you say is one of your biggest lies in your belief system that you had to overcome? Well, you know, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, actually. Um, This girl had called me. She was put in touch by, interestingly, the head of music at Universal. And so the the president and the VP, uh, somehow she got on a call with them because she had, I forgot how, but she had called somebody else that she knew really well. Apparently they knew the the VP and, and the president of music at Universal. And while on the call, they both recommended that she reach out to me. And so then, you know, they're, t- you know, emailing me and saying, Hey, you know, you should, can you talk to this girl? I think um, she could really benefit from some of your wisdom or whatever it was. And I thought, well, okay, sure. I mean, obviously if, if the VP and the president of music from Universal are, are endorsing her, like, yeah, man, sure. And so anyway, we were on the phone or on, on a Zoom call and she said, for years, I wish I would have done this years ago. She said for years, like seven, eight years, maybe even 10 years, I don't know. I've always gotten in my own way and gotten in my own head. Like I can't, and she, she emailed I know what it was. She emailed somebody, I guess she worked for like an ad agency or something like that. She emailed like the head of the company, not realizing it was the head of the company. And the head of the company put her in touch with these people at Universal, the head of music at Universal. And she said, if I had known that that's who I was emailing, I would have never done it. And, and looking back, she now thinks, gosh, I wish I would have had, you know, the cojones <laughs> to, uh, to do it then because now I'm seven, eight years older back then, you know, she doesn't even really want to be an artist anymore. She's got a family and a whole thing. And, um, she's like, man, if I could have just done that then. And, and it, and it really is. I mean, I feel like people get in their own way. They think, oh my gosh, I'm not going to email that person because they're way, you know, too above me or, um, they're afraid of the rejection or not hearing back at all or whatever. But honestly, you've already, you've already killed that you know, off the bat, like you've already kept yourself 
from ever moving forward if you have that mindset. And I have that mindset all the time. I mean, I all the time. I have to really get out of my comfort zone constantly and think, okay, well, I'm going to email this person or I'm going to call this person. And okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're not going to email me back or they're going to be like, why are you calling me? Okay, great. Moving on, <laughs> you know? And surprisingly, um, I haven't really had anybody uh, email me back and say, why are you emailing me? You know, it's it's always been, it's typically been that they email me back or maybe they don't email me back and okay, so they didn't. But now I know that, you know, at least I tried. And so I think that the long answer to your question really is just, standing in your own way and, and, and really keeping yourself from having success when you don't know what would happen if you actually emailed that person, called that person, tried that thing that you're afraid of trying. Amen to that. And thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that because, you know, as, as we're looking into your life, Carrie, you got it all going on, girl, you got it together. <laughs> so we would, never think way, that you, know. <laughs> we would never think that you would, you know, have that, have to battle some of those things. But that's why I did this podcast because there's so many people that we're so alike in so many ways. And we think we look at somebody and we're like, oh, they don't, they don't struggle like me. You'd be surprised. You would be surprised of what hoops they have to jump through mentally to get to the level that they're at and to even keep going to the level that they want to get to. So I appreciate you sharing that. Of course. Yeah. We're all human and we all deal with all of those same insecurities and you know, it's, Kind of getting out of out of your own way sometimes. Exactly. So stop getting in your own way. So <laughs> where, where can the people, um, you know, find your music to listen to? What do they look up? Well, most of the music I've been doing uh, the past few years have been, you know, for various projects. Um, I'm working on a film that comes out in, I think, March. And that one I'm actually not allowed to say anything about yet. But um, I wrote and, and produced a song. I didn't sing it. So um, although I sang all the backgrounds. But um, as far as my own artist music, I am planning on releasing something this year. If I can just sort of like... <laughs> just get like breathe for a second. Cause I haven't had a second to like, even, you know, think about releasing, but, um, I, I have music that I am really loving that I am hoping to release this year at some point when I can figure out some time. Um, but in terms of projects that I'm on, um, this show Eureka is just, it's coming out in June and yes, it's a kid's show. So if you have kids, it's probably going to be more your thing than it's my <laughs> if thing. you're like it's my thing. 35 year old dude, like I'm going to watch Eureka. That might be a little strange, but Hey, you know, to each his own. Um, so, <laughs> so that, that's really fun. Um, and then, you know, uh, I will have some actual real artist music coming out soon. That's awesome. And then where can they follow you on like social media? I know you got, like Instagram, where can they follow? Mostly Instagram, um, but also um, I don't really keep up with my Facebook all that much, but every now and then I try to remember to. Um, But Instagram is just Carrie Kimmel. Um, And then Glow, we also have an Instagram for Glow, which is Glow Music Group. Um, Wait, no, Glow Music Group Official. I think that's what it is. Um, and I'll have, I'll have it all in the description. So they, they'll be. <laughs> okay. Right. Awesome. And I kind of suck at Twitter, but every now and then I log on every now and then, like once I, a year. I don't get, So you know, <clears throat> but I'm trying to get a little better with social media. I, uh, I don't, 
tend to go on as much as I should, but, um, and then I think exhausting. It really is. It really is. I'm like, I try to remember to post at least on for glow, like, Oh, we, you know, we, we get so, we have so many great placements. And then I'm always trying to remember, um, I'll think like, weeks later, oh my gosh, we had all these placements and I didn't tell anybody about them. I got to get on that, you know, and my husband, um, he's now decided he's going to take over for the social media because I'm not good at it. <laughs> so fine. You can do it. You're getting in your own way. You need to get out of here. I'm going to yes. take care. Your- yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I didn't even know you were a producer. You produce too? I do. Yeah. 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 I used to do a little bit more of it than uh, when I had more time, but, um, and now I hire like amazing, uh, co-producers to kind of help facilitate and, um, get things more done than I can get done on my own. But, um, yeah, definitely. It's all about the teamwork. Yes, totally. Thank you for being here. And thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for bringing your kid to say hi. Cause I feel like that was so powerful because people, they get encouraged. Trust me. When they be like, Nick, you got four kids. Like, yeah, you still got to do it. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. They're uh, well, you know, it's uh, when we were in the pandemic and they were home all the time. Oh my gosh. That was rough. Always hungry. Right. Yes, and always needing something. And so at least now they're back in school. Yeah, and they're always fighting in the background. Yep. Oh, yeah. I know that well. That's funny because when we we email each other, you're like, Nick, I'm like super slammed. Like, Carrie, I get it. Trust me. Don't explain anything to me. I get it. (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah. I appreciate you being here. Seriously. Thank you for taking the time out to do this. Yes, of course. Happy to. It's good to see you again. I know. Good to see you, too. We'll we'll be catching up soon. Yes, absolutely. All right. See ya. I hope that you were super inspired by today's episode. If you were, please rate, comment, share so we can continue to inspire people. And if you have a dream in your heart, go for it and plan to fail big because rejection is part of the game. I'll see y'all next week.